in a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Hello there, and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. It takes a certain kind of guts to describe the start of your movie with the phrase, this film is fiction, though it is based on actual occurrences which happened over the centuries. Especially when that film concerns 12,000-year-old cannibal cavemen doomed to eat the flesh of the young to keep themselves alive. Truly, I'm sure we can all agree, a story for the ages. Don't Go Near the Park is one of those films that lovers of bad movies can get a kick out of. Certainly an odd little title. And one that's been able to maintain its notoriety really through the video nasty scare. Since the dawn of time, man has been plagued by the evil curse of the lusting vampires. The living dead have risen again. Don't go near the park. Keep out. This park is not for playing. Some reality more shocking than your most horrifying nightmares. Don't Go Near the Park, also known as Curse of the Living Dead, Night Stalkers, and its original title, Sanctuary of Evil, was made in 1981, directed by Lawrence D. Folds. It's now a bit of a cult classic with people who have a fondness for unusual amateurish films. After being cursed by their mother, a caveman brother and sister are forced to live their lives by preying on young people in a park and devouring their entrails to stay young. After 12,000 years of killing, they attempt to lift the curse and become immortal by finding a virgin soul they can sacrifice. The brother uh, fathers a daughter for that purpose. It's probably best, to be honest with you, to leave a synopsis at that point. The movie is achingly complicated, featuring magic amulets and attempted rape in what appears to be a Scooby-Doo mystery mobile converted into some kind of druggy sexual assault wagon and repeated flashbacks to prehistoric times. 
David Folt is a director and producer and writer. Now he directed this film, Don't Go Near the Park, uh, Finding Home, the 80s low budget um, action movie Young Warriors, uh, Social Suicide, The Great Skycopter Rescue. He also produced Malibu High as well, which is a, a kind of a, a sexploitation film. Having raised the cash from Malibu High, he kind of he, he he then went on to make this film, which he describes uh, produce and direct, which he describes as his skeleton in the closet on the DVD commentary. Although I think he's quite pleased that it still has some cult appeal. The movie is uh, known for probably, and the name that's on the front cover of the nasty is Aldo Ray. Now he's very down at heel at this stage. Aldo was born in uh, Penn Argyle in Northampton County, Pennsylvania in 1926. And he served as a US Navy frogman during World War II. He, uh, he got a role in uh, Saturday's Hero when uh, David Miller hired him for a small bit part as a cynical football player. Ray was known for his big frame, a thick neck and rasky voices, which kind of made him perfect for like kind of sexy, tough guy roles. He was in The Marrying Kind, starred opposite uh, Rita Hayworth in Miss Sadie Thompson. And the uh, non-too-bright boxer in Cuckoo's Pat and Mike, all in the 50s, really. It was the 1970s that his career started to slide and he appeared in a string of low-budget films as a character actor, finally his last film being in Shock I'm Dead in 91. Um, Ray was a, a heavy drinker and, and struggled with his alcoholism and uh, died of throat cancer in 1991 as well. <clears throat> he basically, in the by 1980, he was working on whatever he could get so he could... Uh, pay for you know pay for what he needed he was blacklisted for appearing in non-union films and came to the attentions of the makers of don't uh, don't go near the park for his work in sweet savage a 1979 porno uh, written directed by Anne perry and starring uh, carol connors 
it was a straight non-acting role for Aldo, uh, who was, after all, an Academy Award nominee. Uh, but it, and it fitted, and the movie kind of fitted in with the, um, you know, Russ Myers, Wild Girls, The Naked West, and a dirty western as being like kind of a, a limit, one of the limited numbers of American western movie genres that uh, that became uh, were pornographic. Um, it's not, it wasn't common, probably because, um, you know, it's, uh, men in, men in chaps, uh, on horses tends to be quite, uh, it's homoerotic enough, but, uh, in this case, uh, obviously not. If you're interested, the story involves, uh, an Indian girl who falls in love with a, a local white cowboy. Um, the racist elements in town don't approve, unsurprisingly, perhaps, for that time. And then there's a kidnapping gang rape. The girl's brother hears about it, and he and other members of the tribe kidnap a white girl from the town, and then decide to gang rape her. So, as you can imagine, not exactly the most um, classy of movies. Incidentally, as well, just worth mentioning, Aldo is is, is in two uh, video nasties. The other one being Human Experiments, which is a a, a very another unusual uh, addition to the list. I mean, you know, well, Don't Look in the Park is just not a very good film. Whereas Human Experiments is a very strange movie to see on the list. It's one of the ones that just doesn't seem to fit in with anything else. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know you were alive. Of course I'm alive. The lousy excuse for acting like a dirty old man when you're only a kid. I'm A. I suppose you're a friend of Patty's. Who's Patty? Who are you? Is she your mother? No. She just lives around here and helps us. Who's us? Just me and Cowboy. Nick, how come there's no people around here? Because of the curse. Cowboy says, if people are dumb enough to believe it, let them. At least that way, they leave us alone. What curse? The park's a snack-tuary. sanctuary? Yeah, that's it. A sanctuary. Like, a safe place where the evil creatures can live. Amongst the other stars on the film is uh, Mino Pulis, who is a, uh, you know, dark, curly hair, pixie looks... Bit of a uh, bit of a bit, bit of a cheeky chappy kind of type. He's known for his uh, roles, really, in the 1970s, including uh, Starsky and Hutch, Kojak, Benson, Love Boat, Different Strokes, Incredible Hulk, Happy Days, The Eighteen, kind of playing the same kind of thing. You, you know, if you use your go-to, you know, naughty boy, basically, in that time. He's now, um, if you're interested, if you're, you know, probably an American. Use a lot of clear, maybe a better idea of who this guy is rather than our, our English listeners. But um, he went to uh, he went back to uni, became a history teacher, and uh, became went to Hollywood High School really in the end to uh, to teach. He's now a bit of a uh, a photographer and um, does a bit of, a bit of some writings as well. Uh, people that you know horror fans will spot, however, an early appearance. From Lena Quigley, the uh, the B movie screen queen, um, who appeared in uh, well, has appeared in lots of films. Obviously, best known for her work in Return of the Living Dead, the uh, the nineteen eighty five film by Dan O'Bannon, 
And but also, you know, she was in Savage Streets, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Nightmare Sisters, Creepsoids, Sorority Babes, and Slime Slimeball Ballerama, uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, The Brilliant Nights of the Demons, and the original and the remake, and the pretty shitty uh, fourth installment of A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Master. And, um, you know, she's written books about her life. She's quite an interesting character. These days, she's probably, she does still work, but is probably better known for the, you know, her books and also the uh, horror convention circuit. But Quigley says that she was obviously very young at the time and, you know, she's, there's a fair bit of her on show as well, really, to be fair. And, um, she says about that she'd been, um, Throwing up before the premiere, so nervous she was. There's an element, I suppose, and I think you know. I don't want to get too down on it, but there is an element of, of, of just barminess about the film, not just in its story, but also even in its cast list. Uh, Robert Gribben appears under the bizarrely titled "Crackers Finn" with a picture of a PH. And probably, I'm guessing, union nonsense because, you know, his, his other titles included Hitchhike to Hell and Trip with the Teacher. So he's not exactly, a, you know, he's not guarding his career by appearing and, you know, by trying to hide his name. Especially because the kind of films that he was coming out with were, you know, exploitation, basically. The uh, the rotted corpses that, well, you uh, probably the easiest way if you've not seen the film, it, it's near the end. That uh, litter of the the ground are actually uh, made by uh, Robert A. Burns. He didn't unfortunately contribute to the special effects elsewhere, though, because while those corpses look great, um, the uh, disemboweling scenes, basically featuring somebody tearing open a, a you know a blood-filled packet and, and then tearing out some chicken entrails, a la Blood Feast, is uh, less good. The uh, the title "Don't Go in the Park" was a uh, well, it, it almost certainly was designed to um, highlight the fact that the uh, you know it, it, you know the slasher credentials and boom at that time. Uh, "Don't" phrases is um, one of the one of the words that popped up repeatedly on the nasties list. Uh, "Don't go in the woods." Don't look in the basement, and it was obviously spoofed, as I said before, in the uh, the, uh, the "Don't Look in the Woods" piece uh, by Edgar Wright in the Grindhouse trailer. Uh, don't um, in that 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 double bill film, the uh, Rodriguez Tarantino double bill. Um, as with a lot of these things, obviously, you know, the film has been retitled a few times to try and capitalize on various fads. Night Stalker. Um, and also, you know, Case of the Living Dead directly trying to um, get some of that uh, that Romero money. We'll be going on to the impact of, of George A. Romero, I think, when we talk about zombie flesh eaters more than this film, though. So, it's a film that is reminiscent of, say, Blood Feast, but it doesn't have the, um, the amusement that that film has. Or indeed, the... Uh, the about the, the the goodness of being like you know new, the first pay people to do it. I mean, um, you know, Blood Feast was 1963. This film is 1981, and uh, the special effects and even the the color of the blood hasn't moved on. That uh, red paint effect, which I love, but uh, 
you know, a lot of people don't, is, is, is in evidence. The film was released by Home Video Productions in 1983 and listed as a, a video nasty in November of that year, but was dropped in July 1985. Uh, it's past 18 uncut, uh, when it was finally submitted again by Anchor Bay in 2006. It was actually broadcast on the Horror Channel in 2004, though, but it was been missing some of the footage of entrails being removed. But, you know, there's still plenty of violence there on show for the people who, who, who were watching it at that time. <clears throat> it's past 18 uncut for strong violence, and it's currently available in Anchor Bay's Box of the Band Part 2, which is a very bizarre box set featuring Tenebrae and Contamination as well. The only thing really keeping them all together is the fact that they are um, all films that are effectively... Well, for Joe Nasties, at one point, at one time or another, on the list anyway. Not even a part, all of them were on the, you know, the last thirty-nine. It's also available as a a well looked after Dark Sky Region One DVD from uh, the same year, using the same print. So it's an odd one. I mean, you know, I, I think if you're the type of person that kind of chuckles to themselves through a. Uh, a particularly badly made film, you know, the type of thing where an, an actor will just repeat the line again and again and again, then there might be something here for you. Um, certainly not sh- a shocking film, though. If you're looking to be depraved and corrupted, I think you'd probably be better off getting your kicks elsewhere. <laughs> How's the fishing? Well, not too good. Catching any big ones? It's a little slow today. A little slow, huh? Just some feedback from uh, Rob Wilson, who's been kind enough to, to send it on our website. It says, Hi Chris, I tried watching Don't Go Near the Park on two occasions and just could not finish it. Both times I fell asleep around the 20 minute mark. I looked for it yesterday, but it must have been in the ones that when my basement took water. I'll wait to hear your review before I put it on my Amazon shopping cart. Well, there you go for that one. Um, is this one cart worthy? Watch the clip on YouTube, I just can't imagine it's a gem. P.S. Finally watched Contamination, Italian gooey gore with some nutty dialogue. Re-listen to your podcast on the movie. I'm in agreement with you on this one. I got a laugh when you mentioned people bulking up a bit before they die. A couple scenes, guys, of a big box to contain animal guts. Good fun. Uh, cheers for that, Rob. Um, yeah, um, I, I, you know, obviously I'm not painting the best picture of this film. It's not one of the better ones. Um, you know, it's not even one of the 39s for completion's sake. So I wouldn't necessarily put lash it on your cart. I'm pretty sure we can find, you know, like most things these days, you'll be able to find a copy of it somewhere streamed online if you really look. Um, as as you know, I've said many times before. Now it's, it's always quite surprising when you see something like, um, you know, Love Camp Seven 
on um, on YouTube and whatever. It's a strange world we now live in. But uh, anyway, uh, thanks very much for your for you for your thoughts there. If you want to get hold of me, please do. I'd love you to. Uh, you can do it like Rob did on on the website videonastiespodcast.com or you can email me at videonastiespodcast at gmail.com or you can get hold of me on Twitter at at orange underscore monkey. Next week we have um, Jesus Franco's uh, one of his uh, cannibal films. He's, he's done a few. This one's The Devil Hunter. So, until then. Take care, and I will speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How how can you judge on a video nasty? You've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.